Okay, hi guys. Welcome to POV, You're My Therapist. I am your host, Divine, and this is the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you don't get paid. Um, so this week was a good week, not gonna lie. I met a whole, a whole bunch of you guys that I just, holy shit, my TikTok just like fucking exploded, like just very shocking to me. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but it definitely was not that. I did not think that any of that would happen, but I don't know. Like, I'm so stunned. I'm quite literally shooketh and stunned by the response that I've received on TikTok that like, I I just like, my brain is just not processing the fact that there's like 16,000 of you right now. I gained a thousand followers today. Like, that's really, I keep trying to visualize what that looks like, um, with, like, little army soldier toys, like, because I'm, like, I'm trying to think, like, if that was on in my room, what would that look like? I keep trying to visualize that. I'm having a hard time, because that's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I've just been, like, I've been reading your comments. I've been, I've been answering your DMs and, like, talking to you guys and, like, holy shit, like, it's crazy. It really is. It's mind-blowing. Like, and it was so funny because I was talking to my friend earlier today and I was like, what if I get canceled? <laughs> I was like, what if I get canceled? And to be honest, I have rehearsed what I would do if I got canceled. And because y'all be canceling people for the dumbest shit, bro. Like, because, yeah, y'all be canceling people for the dumbest shit. I'm not even going to defend that statement. It's pure fact. Um, I simply would tell everybody to shut the fuck up and move on that's what I would do um but yeah so you know I don't really think the fear of getting canceled should make you like not say what you want to say because for two reasons the fear of upsetting somebody you're always gonna upset somebody oh my god I'm looking through my comments niggas is mad all over the place niggas and women is mad and I'm like all right I'm not even entertaining this um, and there are some reoccurring angry people and I'm like, you're, you're stalking me and you love me. <laughs> but, um, but the other side of that is I don't think anybody should ever stop saying what they want to say due to political correctness. Cause I want to know what the fuck you got to say. Don't be shy. Let me hear your opinion. Let me hear your awful fucking shitty opinion so I can literally pulverize you with my words. Um, so that's why I, you know, go ahead, say what you want to say, deal with the consequences, of course. Um, I don't, don't worry. I don't have like any secret, like awful takes, any awful nuances for nuance, no nuance November. Um, I don't have any awful takes like that, to be honest. But yeah, so all of that's been crazy and I've just really appreciated like everybody just talking to me. I love this. I love this. This is so fun. And, like, just automatically feeling like we're friends and, like, we've known each other for a million years because, like, and it's a lot of black women that I see that are, like, really, like, a huge influx of black women. And, like, not to say that women of other races cannot relate because they can, but I found that it was a huge influx of, like, black women just telling me, like, yo, I get it. Like, I fucking understand what you're talking about. And that, to me, like, that, to me, is so important. I don't know what to say. Like, my personal, like, racial identity has been, like, it's been a funky 
time not gonna lie like i grew up around i grew up around like so many white people dude it's not even funny (laughs) i grew up around so many white people and that i think that gives you that gives you like as a black girl like oh my god existential crisis y'all lucky i am not candace owens in this bitch the amount of like of i almost said caucasian white people no the amount of conservative white people i grew up around Y'all lucky I'm not Candace Owens and I'm not over here screaming with the Starbucks drink in my hand talking about you blue haired feminist because cause no, for real, like you can either go one or two ways and the other one is very prevalent. So, um, but yeah, so I felt really happy that like I, I was very much, I feel very accepted and like welcomed by my black girlfriends and I love that. And that kind of goes into today's episode where we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about friendship because I think this last week, more than relationships, I really have kind of like taken a look at my friendships um, because the thing is, I no longer have any crushes. All of my crushes are dead. <laughs> I don't mean in the literal sense, but metaphorically, they've all passed away and I've buried them and I've moved on. Um, nothing will get you over a man quicker than him posting a overconfident selfie where he looks awful. Nothing will give you the ick faster. And when I say I was so over it, I was absolutely done. I was already like, in the last episode, I was like, you're done. You're done. No, no, no. I was like, no, you're done. You're done. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Peace out. Have a lovely life. Anyways, but yeah. Um, so I love talking to you guys. And I really, really appreciate you. Um, damn, it's just been such a nice time. It's been such a nice time. Um, yeah. It's been a nice time and like, and I don't know, it's been a weird time because you know, sometimes you're, you have feelings. I, I have feelings. I'm a person. I'm a man. I'm an American. I'm a Canadian. I'm a girl and I have feelings and you know, right now, like I'm feeling a little sad, just a little bit. And I, I think it's just because I'm so drained from the conversation I had earlier and it wasn't really an awful conversation. It was just a, it was just a heavy convo and and also like I always feel this whenever I stop talking to somebody or I realize that the the conversation the talking stage is going nowhere I always kind of have like this tiny grieving process of the future that I you know imagined in my head not gonna lie the other the other morning I laid it in, in bed for an hour daydreaming about like literally planning down to the team the surprise engagement that this man was gonna have for me at um a replica of the north pole like the one that's in the santa claus and i really was going into detail like i saw the ring i saw his parents there i saw his siblings there like i saw everybody there his nieces and nephews were there like i was going in bitch (laughs) I was going in. Um, yeah. I know you're not supposed to do that. You don't have to tell me I'm not supposed to do that. But I'd be doing it. And, you know, it's little things like that that keep me going. It is. It is. Um, fantasizing about my engagement to probably one of the most emotionally unavailable men on this planet truly is the bread to my butter it is the h to my o it is the 
oxygen flowing through my veins. Because there is no disappointment in what you truly cannot have. Truly. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about that this week. And I'm really going to have to snap the fuck out of it or else I'm going to be in a world of hurt, to be fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, we're in a, just a place, we're in a place, we're in a funky place. Um, and it's just, I don't know, like sometimes I'm so sorry to say, but like as a bad bitch, like sometimes you just want, sometimes I just be wanting a man to tell me like, yo, you fine. Like take me out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just, I, uh, I hate like when a talking phase ends because like, then you start, then I'm like, I'm not on dating apps. I'm not on any other shit. Like where am I supposed to meet a man? It's going to fall out of the sky. And, but then I'm also like, bitch, you have better things to do. You know, it's real when I'm slapping my knees and shit like your auntie. Um, like, (laughs) Like, I'm like, bitch, you have better things to do. You have other things to focus on. I'm like, I know, but I want a hug. I want somebody to kiss my face and be like, you're so pretty. ASMR, you're so pretty. You're so pretty and beautiful. I love you. That's what I want. Um, It's funny, I was talking to my therapist, and I don't know if I should say this, but anyways, I came across her for you, Paige, bitches. <laughs> for you page that is embarrassing that is just embarrassing and I don't even know why it's embarrassing but it is and when she told me that I cackled like a mother but um I was telling my therapist that basically I essentially met the man that like I really like oh my god everything on my list everything all of it except for the fact that he is unavailable you know what I'm saying he's unavails and I was telling her about him and I was like I literally just have to take all of the things that I like about him that I literally adore about him and put and find them in a man who is emotionally available because oh my god like it's annoying and it's unreal and I'm just like what are the odds that this is my life actually very high but um but I was telling her that and then she said something to me that like ever since she said it the song true care has been playing in my head by James Vincent Morrow just like the like the first like couple beats but she was like she was I was telling her that like he's one of the only people that I feel safe around and a lot of men I don't feel safe around them like I don't and not just for like the societal you know we live in a patriarchy men are scary men are rapists men are this men are that it's not even that like I've been in in situations where I knew that if I objected, I might as well turn my brain off and keep going because they weren't going to stop. They weren't going to respect that. You thought, you thought silly. Um, but like, like he was like one of the only people that I felt safe with. And, and I was telling her all that. And she was like, she was like the word you were looking for to describe is care she was like you like him because he cares for you um and is a good caregiver and a good caretaker and I was thinking about that and I was like wow that's really the word I need to leave this the leave this situation with is caregiver caretaker and you know I always say provider and 
and when I was saying that, and when I say that word, I, I encompass a lot into it without meaning to. I didn't realize that what I was looking for was the word caregiver. But yeah, um, I think there are some people who just give care and they're so good at it. And they also receive it just as well, which is so, oh, it's so nice. It really is. And not me having a whole, this is a diary entry that I'm having in this podcast right now. But here I am fucking just gushing over this person. Um, but yeah, they just give really good care. And, and I think a lot of men just don't understand that word. They don't. They think very in the moment. When they're done, they're done. When they only need you when it's efficient or when it's beneficial for them. And once that ends, that's it. And I don't even mean like in a sexual sense. Some men will deplete you of your emotion and of your care. Um, and they just don't know how to return it. But yeah, so low-key, like I'm kind of grieving that. I'm kind of grieving that the fact that the... I've met somebody who has everything that I want, that I'm looking for, except to no fault of their own. And very understandably and responsibly, they are not emotionally available. So that's been a thing. But yeah. So yeah, I'll just keep spending the rest of my week daydreaming about me and all his siblings being friends and having wine around a big round table and telling his sisters about my life. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Today, what I wanted to talk about was friendship, but I didn't really want to sit up here and tell you, like, what a good friend is versus, like, what a bad friend is because I... I feel like everybody has the capacity to be a good friend. It's just like sometimes they just choose not to be a good friend. And I've experienced that a lot. And I think just like relationships and like one of the comments that I kept getting was like um, people saying, you know, I think even if you don't find a mate, which that impossible. I've been asking Jesus this for my entire fucking life. If he doesn't send me somebody, girl, me and Jesus were fighting when I get up there. But they kept telling me if, you know, you don't find somebody, your friends will be, you must have such great friendships that will absolutely fill that up. And one, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again because I think it bears repeating. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else, um, to, who is not in an agreement with you like that. That's not a, a friendship is not a marital agreement. I, that's, it's not a marital agreement. And I think that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else who is living their own life. And what happens if your friend ends up getting married or they fall in love? Now they feel a guilt because you're going to be alone and you're going to be upset because you're going to be alone. It's like when you have a group of single girlfriends and then one by one, they start getting boyfriends. You really cannot be mad at them because of that, because they are just trying to live life. And it sucks that, yeah, sure. You're alone. And like, you're the only one now. It's just like, okay, you have to cope. Like, and I've had that happen to me and I, I just had to cope. Um, but I didn't really want to sit up here and like say what makes a good friend or not. But I mean, but yeah, have finding good friends is like finding 
a relationship and I think it's really actually hard and I've just come to the conclusion that like at this point in my life if I meet new people that's great and if I meet new friends that I feel really close to and I feel really connected to that is great but like at this point I like some of my friends I'm like yeah I'm gonna know you for the rest of my life like that's just that there and and there are, I don't know, it's hard for me to talk about this because I've gone through so many friendship breakups. And it's hard for me to not sometimes look, when I'm down and out sometimes, it's hard for me not to look at these friendship breakups and say shit to myself like, oh, you can't keep a friend. Like, you're a bad friend. Like, why can't you keep a friend? Like, why does everybody leave you? Like, why do you leave everybody? Why do you have problems with so many people? It's hard for me not to say that. Like, it's hard for me not to be critical of that and to say that to myself. But the truth of the matter is, friendships and relationships are no different. They're no different. It is two people seeing if they can get along and stay and stay cordial and loving until the rest of their lives. Like, it really is like that. Like, there's no signed contract, but, like, you make a pact, like, when you become friends with somebody. And if you do something that breaks that pact, then that friendship is over. I feel like it's no different than a relationship. And I mean, like, it, it's easier to make friends, but then I feel like you have to really evaluate what you think of a friend. Like, what you think the definition of a, of being friends actually is. Because a lot of times, I meet people and we get along great and we like the same activities. And we're having a blast. Like, we're having a good fucking time. And then, all of a sudden, months into it, it's like I'm watching a movie and something takes me out of the movie and I just can't get back in the movie and I start evaluating things and I start looking at our friendship and our interactions from a third person point of view and I start realizing stuff that I don't like I start seeing that there are some boundaries that are broken that I'm not being treated with respect and it's hard for me to get back into that friendship at that point and like and I know like people are like um you know, but that's the good thing about a friendship is, like, you get to work through things. But it's, like, if this is a thing I would break up with somebody over, why would I not break up with a friend over it? And, like, and I keep seeing these tweets where they're, like, um, where they're, like, you keep giving him, like, 10,000 chances, but your girlfriends have no chances. And I'm, like, joke's on you. Nobody, everybody has no chances. Like, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's, like, friendships and relationships are not that different to me to me let me iter like iterize iterize iterate that to me so in the last week to be honest there are people that like I was friendly with and that like I don't know man the the reaction to some stuff has just been like fucking a little off-putting to say the least um like I don't know there are always people who like were shysty and like and shady and like I had friends who I've had like since middle school and and I never really felt connected to them and I always wondered why and like as I grew older I realized that what was happening was they were in competition with me but I thought we were like in the park like I they were in a race with me but I thought we were in the park and I was really hesitant to say that out loud and I was really hesitant to say that to anybody so I kept it to myself and I just watched their behavior and the way they acted towards me and I would say to myself, like, no, like, why is anybody in competition with you? Like, what, why would you even think that? Like, are you being cocky? Like, what is going on through your head that you think somebody wants your life? And I really would ask that. And, and so I would ask that question and then I would take a step back and I would watch the relationship and I would try to like hang out with the person 
you know, like to try to prove myself wrong. And I was never proven wrong. And in one particular example, this week, because my TikTok is blowing up and a lot of people think that means something, which it does, and I'm very excited about it, but my TikTok's been blowing up. And like there are people who I texted and I stopped texting like a fucking year ago because how many times can I ask you to hang out for you just either not answer or just keep blowing me off, keep fucking flaking? How many times do you expect that to happen? And I just, you know, you don't want to hang out with me. That's cool. I've, I got the hint. I seriously got the hint. But now, all of a sudden, dude, oh my God, you came across my For You page. Let's hang out this weekend. I'm suddenly so busy. I'm so busy. I am so busy. Monday, I need to wash my hair. Tuesday, I need to eat a snack. It's going to take all day. Wednesday, I need to vacuum the grass. And let me tell you about Thursday. Thursday, I need to fill the ocean with fish. Like, I peeped that and I was like, yo, like, you niggas is shameless. Like, dead ass shameless. Like, I get it. And now, like, want to be so supportive and, like, show how, oh, my God, look at my friend. You weren't doing that two weeks ago. You weren't doing it two weeks ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I think, like, I always find it so funny when people, like, move like that. And, and like, it's like, do you think no one's watching? Like, do you think nobody's been taking inventory? Because I have. And it's like, it's not even a big thing. Like, it's not like, it. it's not even a big thing. All that happened was that I got some numbers on TikTok and now suddenly I am of value to you because in your mind, you're probably sitting there thinking about how you can funnel your ideas into my head. And I'm just like, that's so boring. And years ago, I would have called you a friend, but like, I can't do that anymore. And, you know, like I've had, I've had friends like that and they weren't friends. And like, and I think like that's a major thing is like redefining the definition of a friend, what it means to be a fucking friend to somebody. I think a lot of us have it really fucked up about like what it means to be somebody's friend and, and like who are our friends. And I, I don't know where I heard this from, but I think I, my mom says it all the time and I don't know where she got, for, got it from, but she always tells me it takes about five years to find out who is your friend or not. And I actually think that's really true. And sometimes it takes longer. Um, but I, you know, I've always had a hard time making friends and I can literally tell you why. When I was in high school, exactly. I remember we were in French class. It was French class, Miss Martin's class. And I had this friend who, she was really popular, super pretty. And we were in like a group of people. I don't even remember what the conversation was, but I remember her, she, I remember that my head, I knew that she only kept me around because I was fat and, but kind of cute. And next to me, she looked great. I knew that, understood that. Like, I didn't have the language for it at the time, but I knew it, you know? You always know. You always know. As a fatty, you always know when you're the duff. So, I remember we were talking to a group of people and there was like a boy in the group that she liked and we were talking about friends and she was like and everyone was like yeah this girl's my best friend and they're like yeah we're best friends like yeah we're best friends we're best friends 
And I said, she was my best friend. And I remember her response shook me to my core. She said, you think I'm your best friend? And left it at that. Implying that, you know, that I think I'm her best friend, but she's not. Or she, she thinks, what? I think she's my best friend, but she, I'm not her best friend. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, we literally spend every weekend together. We literally do everything together. We're on the phone 24 fucking 7. You literally do not have time for other friends. What the fuck are you talking about? But I didn't raise up the issue. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm done. And I don't remember how long it took me to ghost, but I ghosted. And I ghost. And I I believe in ghosting. I think you should ghost. If somebody doesn't respect you, if they treat you like shit, you should ghost. And you don't owe them an explanation. And I know that a lot of people and a lot of therapists are like, well, you need to communicate. You need to this. You need to that. If the person does not care about my opinion regardless, if they don't care to respect me regardless, I don't have to respect you to tell you why I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving regardless or not if you know. And you can deal with the consequences of that later. Like, if it's a healthy relationship and I actually feel like I owe them an explanation, then yeah, I'm gonna fucking explain. And, you know, I've I've had a moment like that where I ghosted and months went by and, like, this person honestly was, like, going, I don't know what they were going through, but they kept asking me for an explanation and at that point, I was like, you know, we've been friends for so long. I think I do owe you an explanation. I gave them an explanation and they were fine with it. Um, and then a little while longer, a little while later, tried to be friends again. And I was like, no. And then again, a little while later, tried to be friends again. And I was like, no. And then again, a little while later, tried to be friends again. And I was like, at this point, you are still showing me that you don't respect me. <laughs> That you don't respect my fucking wishes. My wish is to never talk to you again for the rest of my life. But you can't respect that. Because your feelings matter more. And at that point I was just like, there's no more responding and you're blocked actually. But um, but yeah, so in that case I felt like I owed them an explanation. But sometimes I don't really feel like I owe anybody an explanation. And I know that can seem selfish. But I think you have to decipher it. Because... There's a healthy balance between, you know, owing people an explanation and just not and doing what's best for you and living your life. It's like that. It's like that clip from BoJack Horseman. Like sometimes you just have to do what makes you happy and what makes you feel well and really kind of say fuck what people think. Fuck how it makes anybody else feel because at the end of the day, it's you living your life. Nobody else has to live in this life. Nobody else has to put your fucking shoes on every day and walk through your life and 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 I think it is also your responsibility, though. It's my responsibility for sure not to hurt anybody for no reason, not to be cruel for no reason, because a lot of people ghost to be cruel. And and like, so I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying like if you're in a place where, you know, it's not healthy, it's not good, you're not being respected and you're not being valued, like, yeah, fuck it, ghost. Fuck it, we ball. Out of here. Peace out. But, um, but as old as I am, 26, as old as I am, it's really only this year that I've, and I think it's because of therapy that I've learned so much about friendships and that I've made healthy friendships. And one thing that I want to iterate is that, you know, my therapist and I had this conversation a long time ago 
And every time I record this episode of the podcast, this friendship episode that I cannot seem to produce, I, I say this because I think it's just so fucking important. I think there was a point in my life where I made the friends that I thought I deserved, right? So if I was in a bad place, I sought out people to validate that. I sought out friendships that would help me stay in the bad and lonely place that I was in because they understood how I felt and they also had no motivation to get out of the bad and lonely place that I was in. Nobody really was pushing anybody to do better. So I think when I was in a bad place, I definitely sought that shit out. So of course it makes sense that if a year later I'm going through therapy and I'm like, I'm literally actively trying to make my life better. Because let me tell you something. You can go to therapy and not put in any of the work and waste your money, boy. And tell everybody that you're going to therapy and you're not putting in any of the work. I see people like that and I'm like, you're fucking wild. You must have money to waste like shit. So I, you know, I'm putting in the work. I'm doing all that stuff. It makes sense that like those things no longer serve me. And, you know, I feel a way. I, I like made a face when I said that. I don't like the word serve me. I don't like that. And it still rubs me the wrong way because I just think serve me is just in a strange way. It's just a strange, I don't know, I don't like it. But, but there are things and there are people that hold you back in a sense that they don't want you to do any better. They don't because knowing you are doing as bad as them is comfort for them. It's, it's to placate where they are and how they feel and it's to make them feel seen. And I don't really know, I don't, I don't want to say that like, you know, that, that they're a bad friend because life is fucking hard. Like people have it hard and like there's stuff that like you have to push yourself out of. And like I was responsible for getting myself out of the muck. And if I had a friend who wanted me to stay in the muck, I couldn't stay. I had to leave you in the muck. I'm sorry. But it was no longer beneficial for me or helping me. And it was actually quite detrimental for me to stay here with you. And it's like, and I always think about like how the other person must feel and it must suck, you know, like you are in, you're stuck in the, in the muck and, and you no longer have your friend to be there with you. Um, so it must feel lonely and it must feel like abandonment. But yet again, your happiness is in your own hands. You cannot let anybody else control that. You can't let them, you can't really let them steer where your life is going and like where you're, I hate when I say you're cause I don't like to feel like I'm preaching to you. But when I say you are, I'm really talking about me. <laughs> like I can't let my happiness stay in the hands of somebody else. I can't let them guide where my emotions take me. I can't do that. That's unfair to me. And that's just giving way too much power to somebody else. But, um, my therapist and I were talking about how the friends we make in the place that we are in our lives really, it, it makes, it, it, it makes sense where those friendships go. Like some of the best friendships that I had, that I have, I've made in you know, when I was in a happy ass place in my life where I was really, I was free. Like I was, I felt happy. Like a bitch was happy. Like I felt actual joy. I made those friends when I was feeling that. And I'm still friends with these people today. And even though like we go through those sads, to those, to those sads, we go through those times where we, 
wow, I'm exhausted. We go through those times where we are in the muck, but we always know that, okay, you're in the muck. I'm fishing you the fuck out right now. Oh, I'm in the muck. Fish me out. Oh, we're both in the muck. Hold on. Let's grab a stick and get the fuck out of here. Like there's always that. Meanwhile, I have other friendships that like they're dogging on me for going to therapy. And I'm like, all right, bitch, when I'm happy and shit, live life, I guess. But it's like those two things like are so far from each other. And, 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 and the friendships that's like, oh, why are you going to therapy? Like, I remember one time, um, a mutual friend of mine was telling me that she told another mutual friend of ours that I inspired her to do something. And that mutual friend's response was divine can't inspire me to do shit. And I was like, you're done. Bye. Ghost. I was like, the fuck? Like, okay. Uh, and like, that rubbed me the wrong way. But anyways, that's a different story for a different day. But, um, but yeah. So I think like that really, that really does influence the quality of the friendships you make is where you are. And like, I think that goes back to what I said earlier in a different episode about love yourself and then you can pour that love into others. If you don't love yourself, you are, you, if, if I don't love myself, I am not behaving well towards other people. Like I was talking to somebody who knew me five years ago, very embarrassing. And he said to me, that I was so fucking mean and I was like I was like yeah I wasn't even surprised when he said he said I was mean and I was like and I looked at him I was like yeah dude because I was fucking depressed I was so depressed and at the time I thought I was nice but like you have these defense mechanisms that pop up when you are uncomfortable with yourself when you are at when you are not in a good place those defense mechanisms pop the fuck up and they will react to everything around you and make you just look like the worst person and like and you know I had a friend in college who she never allowed me to meet her other friends and that always bothered me because we were of the same diaspora I don't know if I'm using that word correctly but I'm gonna keep using it we're of the same like racial whatever and I was like let me meet my people like why you don't ever let me meet none of your like colored friends why you only let me meet your white friends why and she just would never let me meet her colored friends and I met her family and all them but never her colored friends and I was like annoyed by that and so I ghosted and and there were other reasons why like I ghosted but that was really the one that like the last straw and She called me and she was like, you're ruining our friendship. Like absolutely trying to gaslight me. And I was like, girl, boss, gaslight, go off. But I, I just hung up on her and I was like, bitch, fuck you. And I never talked to her again. Um, but later on, I was thinking about it and her colored friends were really important to her. And when I look back at like who I was at that time and who she was emotionally, she was at the end of the track and I was at the beginning. Like, she was okay with herself. She was happy with herself. She didn't have half of the emotional issues I had. Meanwhile, when Divine walked into the room, she sucked the life out of it. I was, I, like, my aura was probably dark. That, like, I was not in a good place. In the moment, like, I just had this sadness that was just so palpable. Like, palpable. Like, you could, I, I remember, like, there were times, like, when I couldn't, open my mouth without crying and there was I don't know what was wrong I didn't know what was wrong I was just depressed like I just hated being 
here and being me and I just hated it and and looking back I am not surprised that she didn't want to introduce me to her friends I, I'm not surprised like what could have been a good time I probably would have ruined because I was so fucking depressed and like I think about that all the time and like all the time I think about like hitting her up but I'm not gonna do that because I don't know I I don't like the idea of like hitting somebody up and then you find out oh there were actually problems let me then we have to end it again I think it's a waste of time sometimes but sometimes it's worth it um but yeah so that happened and and it's only recently that like that I I'm I'm in such a better place and my friendships that I already made when I were in a good I was in a good place were flourishing and like and I have friendships that I've made since I've been in this good place and like and the feeling of it is so different it's so different like I have friends who are like what is the Instagram like the what is the TikTok growth strategy what do I need to do and like that's nice and I that's not necessary it's not a necessary thing like I'm not saying that like my friends need to be dedicated to my life it's just nice to see it and it's nice to feel supported and it's nice to feel seen and it's nice to know that like my friends see me and support me and care about me and that they're not watching it happen and hesitant to be happy for me yeah that they're not hesitant to be happy for me and like and I think a lot of times like people don't want to be happy for people like (laughs) like that's an actual thing like like people don't want to be happy for you and like and, and it's hard for them to be happy for you and I and I've had moments where I felt like that but I but I, I, I felt like I needed to push past it and get over it and get over myself and just say fucking congratulations. Be happy for somebody else. Sometimes it is very hard to be happy for somebody else. And so, like, I, you know, I'm, like, peeping it, but I'm, like, all right, I'm going to let it slide because, you know, it's hard. And I know what it's like. And, like, I'm human, too. But, but it's nice to have that support and it's nice to feel supported and loved. And I actually remember, like, it's funny because I had a friend who I ghosted. I know ghosting. This was a friend who I ghosted and later on I gave her an explanation as to why, but I was so conflicted about our friendship. I remember I was watching Midsummer, Of all fucking movies, Midsummer. I was watching Midsummer, and the moment when that guy, I think his name was like Felipe, he says to Danny, he's like, do you feel loved? Do you feel supported? bitch I don't know if I was on my period or what but I broke down in tears because I was like thinking about that friendship and I was like no I don't feel loved I don't feel supported at all like I feel like I'm there I feel like a trinket I feel like I'm just there and that I get moved around and put here and put there and like and I'm not an actual like being like I didn't like it but and now I feel that in a lot of my friendships and like I have a and you know like the smallest things but like I went to see my friend in Nashville like not too long ago actually it was a while ago damn I went to see her a while ago and like and she brought me into her workplace filled with hot bitches that I just would never walk in on my own and I walked and we walked in there and like Miss Girl held my hand and she was like hi guys this is my best friend and I was like ready to break down into tears because I've not had relationships where like I felt close to somebody like that or like somebody was proud to be my friend like I've had friendships where like I'm in hiding like I'm a hidden thing or like 
or like again I'm just a trinket I'm just there like I'm just here now gone the next and it's just like it's not a nice feeling to know that like you're seasonal but I feel like all of these things are a part of growth and like and like I said just like relationships friendships really are about finding people who see you who understand you who love you and like will continue to love you And I don't think everybody is meant to be friends with everybody. I don't. I think if you find one good friend in your life, you're lucky. And if you find more than that, holy shit, you're lucky. And like, and that's like, I've been thinking about that a lot this week. Cause like, you know, I, I dumped my men's. Actually, I didn't dump them. They just, they don't love me back. It's fine. I'll get over it. But, um, I've been thinking about that a lot cause I've had the space and the time to think about it. And I've just felt so lucky and like in the support that like I've received and and just being seen it's such a nice feeling to be seen and to be heard and to be understood and I think that's something that's really overlooked sometimes is is the validation that we get from just our peers and like and it doesn't have to be you know like in your face validation like you don't have to beg for it but just to you know, it's just somebody saying, hey, I see this thing that you've done that you took a lot of time with that, like, I just appreciate that you've taken the time to be vulnerable and raw. And, like, and everybody who's, like, messaged me and said something of that, like, of that, what's the word? You know, in that lane, like, I really appreciate you and I love you. <laughs> and, and yeah, that makes me really fucking happy. But, um, but I wanted to you know, kind of end this podcast on a good note. It wasn't a good note. I feel like my energy was just a little down today, but, but yeah, so I hope that, you know, your week goes well. I hope that you're surrounded by people who love you and care for you and who guide you in the right direction and give you good advice and give you real advice. Um, I hope that you feel seen this week and I hope you're understood and I hope that you are appreciated for being who you are and, and yeah, and I hope you have a good fucking week. Um, once again, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> please leave a review. I beg of you, my friend. I beg. I beg, my sweet friend. Leave a rating and a review. Um, <laughs> and uh, follow me on Instagram at VinePhilo, V-I-N-P-H-I-L-O. I do this every time I forget how to spell that. Why? It's my last name. For crying out loud, um, at Vine Philo and on Twitter at Word S W O R D E S. I'm gonna just like tell you outright, I'll be thirsting on Twitter, like that's all I do, so like don't mind me there. Um, yeah, and let me know if you follow me on there, um, if you subscribe, and you know, hit me up, you guys. We whew, I just I just feel like I just feel like we're about to take over the world. Like, I really feel like we're some material girls. Like, some lonely material girls. Um, some very emotional material girls. But I really feel like we're about to take over this world like that. Like, it's kind of crazy. Bye, girlies. Uh, love you. Mwah.